The following shear has been presented by Rav Yitzchak Grossman, Dayan at the Beis Havad, and has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. Kedushin, Dafayin Zayin. The Mishnah and the Gemara discuss whether a Kohen is permitted to marry the descendants of a male Chalal or a female Chalala. They discuss other aspects of the laws of Chalalas and other aspects of the special marital restrictions that the Torah places upon Kohan. We'll take this opportunity to discuss whether these prohibitions that the Torah places upon Kohanim apply equally to contemporary Kohanim. They certainly do apply L'Chathchila. The question is, is there any basis for leniency, for additional leniency, than we had in the times of the Talmud? Why would there be? So the Kohanim in the times of the Talmud are considered Kohane Vadai, definite certain Kohanim. They typically had Kisveichus, documents testifying to their lineage, certifying that they were indeed genuine Kohanim. Our Kohanim lack these documents. The post can consider them Kohane Chazaka, Kohanim about whom there are presumptions of Kahuna. We assume they're Kohanim. We have a Chazaka that they're Kohanim. But they're not considered Kohane Vadai. They may not be considered definite absolute Kohanim. There's some element of Suffolk. And that may yield some degree of leniency with regard to the prohibitions that the Torah places upon them. Now the basic question of whether our Kohanim are considered Kohane Suffolk appears in numerous contexts involving Kohanim. For example, the base of Ryan says that the reason Kohanim do not duchen daily, according to the Ashkenazi custom, only on Yom Tovim, is because we're not sure they're really Kohanim. And someone who's not a Kohen is not allowed to duchen. Why do they duchen on Yom Tovim then? That's something he has to explain. But he explains the reason we don't duchen daily is because we're concerned they may not really be authentic Kohanim. Rabbi Kiveger, in a letter to his student, Rav Tzihersh Kalisher, responding to the latter's proposal to reinstitute the sacrificial order, says that we can't do it because we don't have reliable Kohanim. Even though Lechumra, as we'll discuss, he felt that they are considered Kohanim, but to give them the privileges of Kohanim, to allow them to do the Avodah, since we're not really sure they're Kohanim, we will not do that. Rav Yaakov Emden felt that a Kohen really should give back the money he receives for Pidgin Aben B'zmanazeh, because they may not be Kohanim, it's a question of Gezel. He has to take it so he can do the mitzvah, but he should give it back to avoid any shail of Gezel. And there are Achronim, Magen Avram, and the Yifei Marer, Shmuel Yafa Ashkenazi, who say the reason we're not so strict about being Mishdamish by Kohanim, having Kohanim serve us, or the covered of Kahuna, letting them go first in certain areas, the reason we're not, we don't always do that is because we're not really convinced they're Kohanim. So in all these various places we find a little bit of discussion about whether we're really sure that we have Kohane Vadai or not. But by far the most vigorous discussion occurs in the question of the forbidden marriages. The Kohen is prohibited to marry a Grusha, a divorcee, a Chalutza, a woman who had Chalitza, a Shvuya, a woman who was capture, captured by non-Jews, a Giyaris, various types of women. The question is, do all these prohibitions apply in full force to contemporary Kohanim. This was the subject of major, vigorous debate for 500 years. Now, the consensus is, as we'll see, most posts can lean to the view that the prohibitions do apply in full force, and there is little or no basis for leniency, but there were major opinions who said that since the Kohanim today are not Kohane Vadai, there is some basis for leniency. The discussion begins with a tshuva of the Marashtam. Marashtam was talking about a shvuya, woman who was captured by non-Jews. She wanted to marry a Kohen. There was certain basis for leniency. There was some sort of testimony that she was untouched, undefiled. It wasn't, uh, wasn't a slam dunk. The, the validity of the testimony wasn't so clear. It wasn't enough to be makel. 
So he says, the reason they'll be mekel is because, additionally, I want to note that our Kohanim are not Kohanim Vada. Our Kohanim are, are considered Kohanim Chazaka, Kohanim, there's a suffix involved. Therefore, he says, Sin is Drabanan. He says, we'll be Machmur on a case of Vadai. But in the case of Suffolk, we can say, Suffolk Rabban Lakula. And it's a Sveksveke, he says, Suffolk, whether the Shvuya is Muteris or Asura, Suffolk, whether he's a Kohen or not. Therefore, at least in his particular case, he allowed the Kohen to marry this Shvuya. This position of the Marashtam was largely endorsed by the Shvus Yaakov. The Shvus Yaakov was talking about a Kohen who married an Almana. He says that, uh, not, not Almana, he married an Almana who had Chalitza. Now she was a Chalitza. And then they realized there was a problem here. So can he, is there any hatred to stay married? He certainly wouldn't have allowed the Kohen to marry a Chalitza Lechatchila. The question is, can they stay married? So he also, he brings this Marashtam, he brings the post, and we bring the Marashtam, that there is basis for leniency. And this is actually a major extension of the Marashtam. Marashtam was talking about a Shvuya, and a Shvuya about whom there was some basis for leniency. There was a testimony, there was some testimony that she might have been with Teres. It was of uncertain halachic validity, but there was definite basis for leniency. A Shvuya is a suffix to begin with, and here there was Adus that she was Muteris, even though the Adus wasn't necessarily halachically acceptable. Rashtam was Mekel there. But Shvuz Yaakov was Mekel in the case of a Vaday, a Chalutza. Chalutza is only Drabanan, but it's a Vaday Yisr. There were no other Sveikas, there was no Adus. He simply allowed B'dieved, he was noted to allow a Kohen to remain married to a Chalutza, based solely on this point that our Kohanim, our Kohane, Safe, Kohane Chazaka, not Kohane Vadek. So these are the two main opinions who were lenient. Opposed to them are arrayed a number of Achronim, both earlier and later, who more or less strongly reject this. The Yifei Mara, Roshmul Yaf Ashkenazi, a contemporary of the Marashtam, even though he was willing to be lenient, he was willing to justify the Minog not to, not to accord the Kohen the same honor, the same deference, to allow someone to be Mishtamish with the Kohen, nevertheless he says, the Kohen has no right to be Mekil on any Yisr Kahuna, because once he has a Chazaka that he's a Kohen, he's masked himself as a Kohen, he has to have all the Chumrits of Kohanim. And I write this, he says, because there, the, there was some basis for leniency, based on a Rivash, he says, but it's not what the Rivash means. As other posts can point out, the Rivash himself elsewhere seems to rule that the prohibitions of Kahuna do apply in full force to his Kohanim, which Pashtas are the same as our Kohanim. So the Yifei concludes, or Ashkenazi concludes, that there is no basis for leniency in any of the, any of the prohibitions of Kohanim. Sefer Chod Hashani deals with a similar case. Someone was muksuk to be a Kohen. Then all of a sudden he decided he wanted to marry a Grusha, the question is, is there any basis for leniency based on the fact, now he decided he wasn't a Kohen, he decided, I don't want to be a Kohen. Is there any basis for leniency on the ground to our Kohanim? We're not really sure of the Kohanim to begin with. He says, absolutely not. There is no difference between the Doris Rishonim and contemporary Kohanim. On the contrary, he says, in a way, today the situation is worse. In the Doris Rishonim, where most Kohanim had a Ksav Yichus, and you didn't, so there, there's a race, there's reason to believe you're not a Kohen. Today, nobody has any authoritative Ksav Yichus. Today, all Kohanim are in the same boat. We treat them all as Kohane Vadai, and there's no basis for leniency about any of our Kohanim. Knesset Cheskel, too. Knesset Cheskel talks about a case, also, a woman wanted to marry a Kohen, who otherwise would have been prohibited to marry the Kohen. He says he heard that there were many people who wanted to be Mekil because Kohanim Bismana Zara Suffolk. Chasli Lomar came, he says. Chas Shalom. He said, this opinion is soundly rejected. 
to those who are mekel, yishtaka hadavar v'lo nomar, lahotzi laz, alichuse kahuna. He says, chas v'shalom, if you say this, all the harbacharim haven't had a proper opinion on them because the kohanim are not reliable kohanim. Chas v'shalom, he says, because of the chazaka, we treat our kohanim as kohane vada. Zichron Yosef also talks about a case of a kohan who married a chalutza, not been married, not been mal, it wasn't deliberate, he wasn't a rasha, he didn't know, either, she didn't, either he didn't know she was a chalutza, he didn't know the iser, do we make him get divorced? He says, absolutely yes. Even though, again, the Shavas Yaakov, based on the Marashtam, says his basis for leniency, but he says that Kessie Cheskel disagrees, and he says that the Shavas Yaakov himself said he wasn't sure, he said he wanted, he wouldn't be some Echlamaisa until other Gedolim would agree with him, and we see, we see that Kessie Cheskel says nobody agrees with him, he says, Allah is not like him, he says, self kol nishma, because of all the arguments he makes, we force the Kohen to divorce the Chalutza, not like the Shvos Yaakov. The, the Shvos Yaakov is wrong. He was Yotim in Merchaz HaEmes. He departed from the center of the bullseye of truth. He was Yotim al coach of Yosher, departed from the ways of Yosher. And he points out that even the Marashtam wasn't going this far. First of all, the Marashtam was only talking about a Shvuya. A Shvuya is a suffix to begin with. But we find Shvuya Hikilu. We find in many ways Shvuya not only is a Drabana, and Shvuya is a particularly lenient Drabana. And Conversely, he says, Chalutze is a particularly stringent Drabanan. Chalutze is an Asmachtam and a Torah, so it's more serious than a garden variety Drabanan. Furthermore, he says, Marashtam was only writing it as a sniff. He previously had a Hetzer before, so even, even with the fact that, that Shvuya is a Suffolk, he still only said it because, as we noted earlier, there was other basis for leniency the Marashtam himself. His language is not clear whether he meant this thing about Kohani Suffolk to be a standalone Hetzer or not. Zichron Yosef is suggesting that he meant it to be only a sniff to the previous svara, but in a case where you have a bona fide Isidrabanan like Chalutza without any other suffix, even the Rashdam wouldn't be Mekel, so again he says the Halacha Vadai is that our Kohanim must abide, even B'diavad, by all the prohibitions of Kohanim. The Chidon, Berke Yosef, says that the consensus of Achronim is not like the Shvaz Yaakov, that they have to be Machmer and all these Surah Kahuna. That's what the Zichron Yosef said. Chikri Leif too, he said, that Kvodo Harav Mokoma he says, that although the word Mekilim, he says, Kohanes Manenu are Kohane Vadai, even with regard to Yisurim Drabanan, they have all the Chumras, even the Marashtam was only Mekil for a suffix Shvuya, not in general. Similarly, the Shvas Yaakov said, that the Kohanes Manenu, even though the Marashtam was lenient, he says, that Kvarmochul Eresha, the consensus of post is not like the Marashtam, and we have to be Machmer. Shalas David too, or David of Karlin, also talks about a case of a also talks about a case of a Kohen who was uh, wanted to marry someone who he wasn't allowed to marry. He says that we have to be Machmer, even though there's a svar to say Kohanim is Manazer or only Cheskes Kohanim, not Kohanim Vade. He says I cannot be Maskim to this. He says if so, you're totally Mivatel Kedushas Kohuni. He says that can't be. We have to say he says that the Chazaka that their Kohanim were Samechan at Lchomra. For everything, to force him to divorce women, even women who are only us from Midrabanan, like Halutza, he has to, we force him to divorce them. Anyway, he says we have to be, since we says we have to be Machmer, and there is no basis for leniency. Similarly, the Divrechayim, the Sanzarov, he talked about a case of a Kohen who married a Grusha and that was looking for a leniency. So he says that he heard that there, again, there are those who say, Kohanes Manenu is only Chazaka. He says, I don't want to even talk about this, he says. Chas v'shalom lomarkei, and chas v'shalom to be lenient based on this. The halacha is, if a Kohen 
is found in an Oala mace, the mace dies, you have to wake him up and be sleeping and get him out. Even though it's only a chazaka, and even though it's only, it would be a chazaka, it would only be, it would only be drabanan, he says. You wouldn't have to be so machmer, he says. Dovrezeles or klal. Kimadumali, he says, I think, I seem to recall, that I heard Mimari Chami from my father-in-law. That's for Baruch Tumim Frankel, the Baruch Tam, the Teres HaChamim. Sharayil HaZniach Tamzeh, we should not be Samecha on this reason. And the, and Lahalacha, there's no basis for leniency. Rikvegar too. Rikvegar, in his Tshuva Turaf Kalasher, in spite of the fact that he wants to say, Lakula, we have to be Machmer, that they're not Kohanim. We can't allow them to, to be Mekel, based on their Kahuna, and do the Avodah, even though they can Duchin and do Pidina Ben, anything that they're not knowing to do, we can't be lenient and allow them the privileges of Kohanim. He says, however, when it comes to the Chumras of Kohanim, to be Machmer, he says, there, the Yifei Mara is right. There, he says, the Marashtam is wrong. Because of the cause of the Chazaka, we treat them as Kohanim, and have all the Chumras of Kohanim. And Kregor also concludes that there is no basis for leniency, that we have to treat the Kohanim regarding the Yisuri Kahuna, we have to treat them as full-fledged Kohanim. Any nimne, he says, lazel, kohanim shum kula. I don't want to give them any kula, he says. That's my opinion. So in spite of the fact that there's a pretty strong consensus that we are not makel, not makel any kulos for Kohanim based on the fact that they're only Kohane Chazaka, nevertheless, we still do find occasionally the postman are willing to invoke the Svara as a sniff. For example, there's a tshuva of the Tzitzeliezer. Tzitzeliezer's case was, there's an Isha Balas tshuva who knew that she had sinned, she had been with a non-Jew before she got married, before she was, before she was religious. Now she, she married a Kohen before she realized it was a problem. Now she, now she realizes that a woman who has been with a non-Jew cannot marry a Kohen. So the main question was, does she have to tell the husband? So the Tzitzeliezer argues, for numerous reasons, she should not tell the husband, primarily because he doesn't have to believe her, Al Allah, she's not in a menace, which is a major debate in Nachrenim, going back several hundred years. But at the end of his shuva, he says, after he has all these other tzadzim of heter, not to tell the husband, he says, one last niflahakel is this thing, based on the marashdam, mevisiato, that the kohanim is manazeh, are only kohane safik, are not kohane vadek. Even though he says that many achronim acholik, he says, but you know, there are some achronim who say this, and in other areas there are some achronim who say that our kohanim are not vada kohanim. That is, he's metarifed as a sniff, that is an additional basis for leniency. She doesn't have to tell the husband that she believes that she's technically prohibited to him. One of his bases, l'hakel, is that kohanim bismanenu, contemporary kohanim, are not vada kohanim, they're only kohane safik, kohane chazaka. So in summary, the Marashtam and the Shavas Yaakov were lenient, had some degree of leniency for Kohanes Manenu, either for the case of Shvuya, or specifically with their other Kulos anyway, and Befrat for Shvuya, who's anyway only a Suffolk, Esther, Chazal Aster, Mikach Suffolk, and Shvuya Hikilu. Shvuz Yaakov was even more Mekel, or was noted to be more Mekel, even for a bona fide Chalutza, who's absolutely awesome at Rabbanon. But in both cases, certainly in the case of Chalutza, and even in the case of Shvuya, the many postkim, the consensus of the postkim is that there is no basis for leniency, that we treat our Kohanim because Chazaka, Sokhlum Vitsarfan al Chazaka, so we treat our Kohanim because of Chazaka as bona fide Kohanim, at least Lachumra, as the Rikregor says, and we require them to abide by all the prohibitions of Kohanim, even with the Avad, even if they've already married innocently, they made an honest mistake, they already married women who are prohibited to them, even if those prohibitions are only Drabbanim, such as Chalutza, we still invoke the full force of the Kahuna prohibitions against them, even the rabbinic ones, and we obligate them to divorce the women who are prohibited to them. The Daf Yomi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center.
To sign up for the Halacha Center's weekly interactive e-journal, please email subscribe to info at thehalachacenter.org.